Oh. 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 Wait, that's my line. Oh. 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 Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that identify as outside the Hollywood mainstream, even if they aren't. Even if they are. But it's what they feel. Mm -hmm. If it's what they feel, then it is so. (laughs) Exactly. That's really good, Robert. That's good. And the reason you're saying that is because this week, the movie we're discussing is... What is a woman? Well, yeah, but you you made that like a conversational ask me. Oh, yeah, but I was actually, just but the title. Are you talking about the title? What's a woman? Or are you just asking me off the cuff a question that comes to mind. What's a woman? Well, I still need to know. You're being non-responsive, but I think you might be asking me that. But it's also the title of the movie we're discussing. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I I don't think you ever saw to- Toy Story four. Did you see the fourth one? No. I stopped at three. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit of a deep dive. Hang on for just a second. I know we're right in the middle of the intro, but yeah, here, here's why. My me- I know, my I know, mo- but I, that's what I... You I, I keep the show on well, the tracks. I, I do, more than you know. I derail it. That's our And that's job. why we're good together. Yeah. Let's switch roles. There, <laughs> Let's. What if I go off on tangents? Listen, I'm on. A, I'm what on. If, I'm trying to make a point right now, Ira. Stop I know, derailing see, me. I know. What if I talk? What if I talk about my wife and triplets and all that stuff? And instead, you got might be very focused on task. What's the next segment? You have a hidden Let's family. Sw- you don't know about that? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah. All of our kids are gonna have play dates together. Toy okay, Story right, Four has ahead, this character yes. called Forky, and it's. The one of the, the the girls, one of the characters goes to school, a human girl, and she makes this toy out of a plastic spork and comes home and it's got these like pipe cleaner arms and googly eyes and it's called Forky. It, it's kind of like the retarded toy. You know, it's everyone's like, oh boy, Forky. It's like doesn't know what's going on. It's a really funny character. Well, Pixar did a number of uh, shorts that were... N- not associated with anything. I think they're. I th- I, I've seen them on Disney Plus, but they're they're called Forky asks a question, and it's him always asking a question like, "What is friendship? You know, what is computer?" And he asks all these questions, and every time I hear this, "What is a woman?" The, I, That's I keep very hearing funny. Forky's voice. But is in my it mind. obnoxious? Borderline obnoxious? Not obnoxious, but he's it's, not it's, obnoxious. But it's just an inquisitive little. But he's yeah. stupid, and it's, that's yeah, why it's yeah. funny. That's you know? very funny. Yeah. So, what so, is what money? Is a, yeah. yeah. So that's how you hear the title. What is a woman? Mm-hmm. That's very funny. Yeah. This this document would have a, a completely different feel if Forky was the one doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's our movie. And, Forky. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the our mo- top five. Oh, buddy, and it's great that you're. This is again a perfect way you're leading me into this because we're actually doing. Movie questions. Uh-huh. Movie questions. All asked by Forky. Oh, well, we don't know about that. Not necessarily. Um, yes. So we're good? Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. I can't hear you in my headset, but that's all right. You can't hear me? Not really. Really? Is it, are we recording? We're recording. Okay. I want to make sure. We don't want to get through the Do whole you really thing. need to hear me? Oh, no. I... What's the problem? Nothing. Talk again. Let me hear your voice. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right. Did you adjust something or no? No. Oh, then psychological. Or maybe I'm You're just fucking too, weirdo, maybe, man. Maybe I'm just tuning you out. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're doing movie <laughs> questions. Movie questions. And that's really good. I like that one a lot. And I think we're on the same page that it has to be dialogue uttered in the film. Yes. So in other words, you can't say, oh, the movie, what's up, Doc? That's the question, the title. No. No. It, although that is a bad example because in What's Up, Doc, 
one of the characters says, what's up, Doc? I wonder if there's, Did you first of all, one? what movie has a question as its title that doesn't ask that question oh, in That's the movie? a good question. <laughs> That'd be a hard one to, I mean, yeah. not very many movies have questions in the title. Oh, uh, uh, I wonder if they shoot horses, don't they? Has that exact line. That's, yeah. Because I don't think that she poses it as a question of like, I think it's a statement when they talk about that. Yes. and I want to know if the title, They Shoot Horses, Don't They, has a question mark. It does. Are you sure? Uh, okay. I'll look it up. Okay. They Shoot Horses, really Don't positive. They. Okay. Because it could be interpreted as a statement. But yeah, so you're looking at that. Okay. All right. You're on that. And while you're doing that, I think I'm. It's they now, Shoot Horses, yeah. Don't is They, there a question, question mark. There yeah. is a question mark. Yep. And the 2002 uh, remake with Jennifer Beals. No, there was no remake. There was a you're remake. That up. I'm not look with Jennifer with Jennifer Beals. I thought you're fucking with me. That is so. Oh funny. no no no! I'm sorry. What? That's they shoot divas. Oh, don't. I'm sorry. I misread that. They shoot divas, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. My yeah. bad. My bad. Mm-mm-mm. A rock diva with a lengthy and often turbulent career hires a new assistant, whose sweet, helpful demeanor masks ulterior motives. Mm-mm-mm. We can put a question mark at the end of some titles, and I wonder how it would change the meaning. Like, Torah, Torah, Torah? <laughs> Starship <laughs> Troopers? <laughs> RoboCop? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Wait, hold on. That's a really good premise, Ira. You stumbled onto something. I did? Yeah. I like Torah, Torah, Torah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah that came up with a good... Torah, Torah, Torah? What, what would be the best yes. movie? Let's pose this to our listeners. Okay, to our All listeners, right. yeah. What would be the best movie to have a question mark at the end of it? And how would that change Titanic? the Titanic? Titanic? <laughs> That's a really good one. How would that change the meaning of yeah. the movie? Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's w- a good one. We invite all of our... I wonder what our three Ethiopians Ghost would come up with. Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? <laughs> I think the best one so far is Torah, Torah, Torah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. What, now, what if it was three question marks? Torah? There would be Torah? one. Torah? Torah? <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> no. We're almost done. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, top five last week. Uh, top five last week. We had some really good ones, and we have a lot to share. First of all, there is yet one more clarification. Okay. Our esoteric listener wanted to have this put this to rest. She said, uh, There's an article here, bummed out to hear about the landmark. And now, listen, we're oh, finally, now we you're go. tired of this. The one in West L.A. on Pico has indeed closed its doors. Now, here's what confused me a little bit. The landmark Newart, and that's the one on Santa Monica Boulevard, is still open. Mm. And I used to call it the Newart. I used to go there decades ago, and it's just called the Newart. Now, of course, it's now, called you the You went there when it was called the Tomcat Club. You remember that? Yeah, I <laughs> like pussy that. pussycat. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Tomcat Club? I'll put another question mark there. <laughs> and, of course, the landmark Westwood on Broxton is open, but indeed, it's that other one, the complex that's shut down. Listener Mail thinks he can't say in movies, a little playoff of George Carlin. But first, before we get into the specifics of that, there were a lot of comments about you and producer oh? Joey. Uh-oh. And it was quite nice to see, and I'm not going to read all of these, because again, but I, just, I distilled it. And they were all saying the same thing. I wish Robert and producer Joey the best, the very, very best. 
And then one of our favorite listeners, she said, before Ira can be Robert's male muse, he's got to like the outdoors at least a little bit. All right. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. That was very funny. Now, but I want you to know that there was really a flood of responses uh, around the world. Even our three Ethiopian listeners. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we pray for it. So it was very sweet. (laughs) Are they praying to a Judeo-Christian God or what? What, what is that? Uh, they're praying to the drums. They're, they pray to the they drums? They play the drums. Yeah. And then they beat it. They, Sorry. They play the drums or they pray? Pray the... and play. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. an interesting little... Um... Things you can't say in movies. Um, one of our favorite listeners, and you remember this scene, Robert. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper and Chris Walken in A True, Rump, True Romance. Do you remember that disturbing moment? And we talked about it a few months ago. I don't remember um, what happened. It ta- they talk about slavery and bringing the blacks here and how oh. that screwed up where we are today. And it's just filled with, 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 uh, with profanity. It's a real disturbing scene. What did they say? Oh, about bringing the, you might be saying it again, bringing the blacks here? Question mark. All right. I don't think our esoteric listener got it. She was kind of confused. She said, I'm such an innocent person that this week I don't have things that you cannot say in movies. I thought they said everything. That was great. And then she said, maybe I have some words. I'll give some. Snatch, pillow biter, mofo, jizz, and tits. She said these had to be from the movies. So, but we think, Oddly, there is a movie called Snatch. You know what? And this is on Facebook. And one of our other listeners responded and said, you know, that is a movie. All right. One of our favorite listeners wrote, first off, I want to send good thoughts to Robert and Joe, she calls her Joe, on the triplets. I was completely on the edge of my seat through the entire story. It was such a touching story. Isn't that sweet? I I, I got a lot of feedback about that, Robert. Secondly, she wrote, I'm pretty sure Ira has enough testosterone to share without taking you hunting. No, wait a minute. So she knows. You wrote this, didn't you? (laughs) She's someone I happen to know. It's you. You can just admit it. No, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. So that's, that's what he said. I'm sorry. She said, let's continue. You're going to love these quotes. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Come on, Nichols. You don't have to lick my ass. Just fuck me. What? Yes. Do you know what movie that's from? No. Femme Fatale. Oh. She went wild with this one. Listen, another one. How about you take a sugar frosted fuck off the end of my dick? What? Blade Trinity. I have never seen that. I, okay, here's another one. I can smell your cunt. Oh, you know, actually, I knew that one. Silence of Lambs, yes. Uh, Fags in the shower, fags in the shower, once bitten. This listener is going (laughs) going crazy with this. This show is going to have so many drops, (laughs) I swear. (laughs) Respect the cock and tame the cunt. Okay, that's Magnolia. Yes. And then she wrote, nice podcast. (laughs) Oh, uh, nobody ever. Said nobody. And one of our other favorite listeners said, really, Ira, how dare you not put, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. You're Fight top club. Five. And you know what? He's right. Yeah. If I had thought of that, I would have put that in. That's an incredible line. Yeah. That's an incredible line. And it was Fight Club. Um, he also went on to say, here's one just for Ira. Now put your clothes back on and I'll buy you an ice cream. Do you know what that's from? I didn't, but he identified it. What was that? It was a James Bond movie, Die Another Day. Oh. What a, yeah. And then he said, uh, nice beaver. Oh. Thanks, I just had it stuffed. Uh, That's Naked Gun. You're right. You're right. 
And then he went on and said, this guy really went nuts with us. Here are my top five inappropriate movie quotes that couldn't be said today. Number five, shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. I don't like leaving uh, my own country, Doug, and I especially don't like leaving it for anything. That's le- Snatch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. For, number four, that's what, what I love about these high school girls, man. Oh, the that's older uh, I get, confused. Very good, Robert. You're, this is your yeah. expertise. Number three, when asked, how do you write, how do you write women so well? Oh, that's uh, as good as it gets. Yes. Are you cheating? No. You're not cheating. No, I'm not cheating. Number two. I film this shit. I yell cut. And then I get the fuck out of here. Back to my trailer because I got more white girls in there than the first lifeboat of Titanic. And they all want to be part of my movie. And I just got a part for them. That was in. Was There was a deep throat biopic. Was that what movie no, was from? Okay. No. Silent Bob and Jay Strike uh, Back. Yeah. All right, pussy, pussy, pussy. Come on, you pussy lovers. Here's my titty Twitter. We're slashing pussy in half. Give us an offer. The vast selection of pussy. This is pussy blowout. Take advantage of our petty pussy sale. You don't. Well, you definitely need a pop filter. That's all I I know. know I'm sorry about that. Um, What What is this from? uh, It's from uh, from dust till dawn. Uh, Dust till dawn. And then he said pretty much anything from. I think that's when he's going bonkers and like shooting all the vampires. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And then he said pretty much anything from American History X. Yeah. And here's one that he just got in late last night, the same listener. And you know what? He's right. And I really like this exchange in Indiana Jones, the first one where Marion says, I've learned to hate you during the last 10 years. And Indiana says, I never meant to hurt you. And Marion says, I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong. And you knew it. Indiana says, you know what you're doing. This is pretty disturbing background on Indiana's character. Oh, yeah. And um, and Marion said, do you know what you did to me, to my life? And our listener was making the argument that that exchange could not be done today because there was an implication of, uh, help me out here, I don't want to say rape, but of... of, of you fucked her se- when she was a kid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's really it. Isn't that interesting that that was in the first Indiana Jones movie? What do you look? No, uh, no I'm just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I. Those are strong. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh, and the last one, and he's got one more in just before I came over here. Uh, a stewardess. I speak jive. Airplane. Yes. Yes. And you know what? He's right. I don't think that could be done. A stewardess. I speak I sp- jive. Yeah, and that was Barbara Billingsley. Leave it to Beaver. Chub no want no help. Chub no get no help. We thank our listeners. This was great feedback. Those are good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to talk about what is a what is a woman? <laughs> and Robert, talk us through it. What is a woman is a documentary film by Matt Walsh. I say it's by Matt Walsh. I think someone else directed it, right? Did Matt mm. Walsh direct it? It's kind of his film, though. I'll mm-hmm. have to look it up and see who actually directed it. But it's definitely Matt Walsh's film um, where he basically asks this question, what is a woman? Yeah, it's directed by Justin Folk. Um, but uh, Matt Walsh is the subject of the the documentary where he is kind of traveling around the country, really around the world, and asking different cultures and different people this question. And obviously, this is in response to the number of, I guess, increased, um, I, I don't want to say protest, increased 
discussion that surrounds trans rights, uh, you know, children who are uh, who are converting over to a different gender. And he asks basically this this rudimentary question. What is a woman? That's right. Over 2000 women were asked that question in 50 countries. How about that? And um, and and so what did you think? I thought, um, <clears throat> OK, uh, it's <laughs> we've been watching quite a few different political films lately. You know, we watched um, we watched 2000, 2000 Mules, Mules right. but even the George Carlin documentary started to have a, a little bit of a political mm-hmm. swing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, we've been kind of focusing a little a little bit of our time on on this like political spectrum. This is definitely propaganda. Um, and I think, uh, again, every film is propaganda absolutely. ultimately. And, absolutely. And especially a documentary. Absolutely. This has an angle. Yes. It is... Um, agenda. It has an agenda. And it's, it's trying to achieve that agenda. But what I will say is I, it feels, and I have nothing else to go on other than just how it feels, more honest than, say, 2,000 Mules. Agreed. Two thousand mules felt like you're you're trying real hard to make this thing work. You're yes. trying to put a a square peg into a round hole by emphasizing certain facts and ignoring others. Right. And yeah, you know, there have been some people that have come out. You know, in two thousand mules, they had some of the the people stuffing the ballot box, uh, and some of the people that were recorded on that video came forward and said that was my family's ballots. I was putting my wife and my, yeah. s- my adult son yeah. and, you know, putting their ballot, I was casting their ballot for them. Um, so some of those people have said it was totally, you know, it was nothing nefarious. And, and so it did feel a little manipulative mm-hmm. with what they were doing, but uh, there's still some good evidence with that. But with this documentary, there were questions that were posed that really felt like, it felt like the filmmakers were trying to give equal opportunity to both sides. Um, and and how, how do I know? I mean, I don't know what was on the cutting room floor. I don't know what was left out. But I do know, okay, so for example, a, a microcosm of what I'm talking about here is there's a, a, a point where he, Matt Walsh interviews someone who identifies as a wolf. And he kind of asks the person to display what that behavior would be like. He kind of basically says, hey, will you howl for us? He doesn't use those words, of course. He's like, just kind of show what does it look like to be a wolf? And the person refuses. And he says, well, why not? He says, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And I think I would, I, I think it's an important part to keep within the film because it, in that moment, I think Matt Walsh was basically asking the person to degrade themselves. I think it was, if we saw that, if we saw this person hop on all fours and howl at the moon, it it really would not. Mm. It would make the person look ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think it would be fair to what the person was feeling. And I think that person, um, it didn't want to do it because it was like, no, that's humiliating. You're asking me to to be your monkey, and I'm not your yeah, monkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would also argue at the same time, that's kind of. I mean, the the fact that they're not willing, that person is not willing to hop down and do that is kind of almost more proof that they realize what they're doing is uh, outside yeah, yeah, the norm, yeah, right? Yeah. They know that, that it's 
not right. A, a wolf would have a real wolf would have no problem howling, mm-hmm. right? If you said, "Hey, wolf, will you howl?" If the wolf could understand you, I don't know that the wolf would be like, "No, I, that's embarrassing for me." It would probably howl. That's what wolves do. So anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it was trying to be even-handed. It was trying to show both sides of the spectrum. um, And it seems like they gave ample time to people who both agreed and disagreed. I think where this movie starts to fall apart is that there's... It's disjointed. And it's especially in the first... uh, I mean, the whole movie's an hour and a half. And I would say the first 45 minutes are interesting, but it feels disjointed. It feels like, I'm going to interview this person, and now I'm going to interview this person, and now I'm going to interview this person, and I'm going, why? Why are we talking to these people? For example, he flew to the, I think it was like Seattle or Portland or somewhere in the northwest of America and interviewed a Star Wars uh, shop owner. Yeah. And this person had put up a sign that was kind of an anti-trans sign, and then the local councilman came in and got very upset because he called him a councilman instead of a councilwoman and they got into this fight. And to me, it seemed like, why are we listening to this person? What does this person have to do with anything else other than here's somebody who has an opinion? And so I think there is a little bit of that where it's like, I'm not sure why we're interviewing this person. Right. But, But the second half was a better crafted film. Yes. And it does, it does start to pay off. And that's where the movie starts kicking into high gear when it starts cross-cutting these different interviews yes, yes. and essentially taking the responses from one interviewee and comparing them to another and interviewee. And they build, they, yeah, it compares, contrast, and builds on. Right. There's a momentum suddenly with these different interviews, the way they edit it. And the yeah. pacing is great. Yes. The music yeah. is, is very subtle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always talk about, does, does the music make you feel something? And I don't even think... I don't think most people would even notice the music, but the music was building and it was kind of a, it was a kind of a groove, but it was a definite kind of pace that was building and, you know, this kind of very fast, like this kind of steady beat that was kind of being churned out. And I think that helped all of these different, um, different setups kind of cohesively gel into one entity. They did it again a little bit later on, a few minutes after that. There was like probably a, a seven-minute stretch of the movie that did it expertly, and then a few minutes later they did it again for another two or three minutes uh, with Jordan Peterson and a few other people that they were interviewing, and that worked pretty successfully mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, I think, were the, the best parts of the documentary. And You almost have to sit through some of the 45 minutes leading up to it to really appreciate, okay, now we're going to take some of the people that we've talked to and we're going to yes. almost have them talk to each other yes. Yes. but just not be in the same room. They That's don't right. know that they're answering That's one right. another, but they are. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I think from a film perspective, um, I think this is a better produced documentary. I think it was more interesting. I did think that there are some problems with it from a technical point of view. I think it was a little disjointed. Um, I think from a message viewpoint, I don't know. What, what do you We're think? We're going to talk the- about that too. But yes, and again, not to belabor, but comparing it to another documentary like 2000 Mules, this was a better film. Yeah. It was just better. And again, I was impressed with the ed- editing, especially in the second half. I think I think one of the other things, too, I think we're comparing it to 2000 Mules just because we recently saw 2000 Mules. It's right. a very openly political film by a conservative 
Um, they're they're both being shunned by the mainstream media. They're not being reviewed. There's a whole uh, kind of campaign to for film reviewers to not review them. I'm not sure if you saw. I'm not sure if I sent it to you. There was a a review for this movie in. Do you know Film Threat? Mm-hmm. Film Threat is a film review organization, and they you know right. they also have awards and things like that. Film Threat. Um, reviewed this movie and then basically call out the other film critics and said it's not our job to pick sides. We're supposed to watch this movie and let people know what we think. And if it's bad, it's bad. Call balls and strikes. But your your job is not to uh, you know to object to watching a movie that you haven't even seen. Go watch the movie and then talk about why you don't like it or why you do like it. But to not discuss it and to not write about it to not talk about it right. is disingenuous to right. your audience absolutely and i think he's right and I, he gave it a, a decent review it was like well, here's what's going on with it but i think his his thesis at the end is like these people are being pussies they're not mm-hmm. coming out and mm-hmm. and reviewing this and he's he, i think he's absolutely right this movie is not on wikipedia which it, it should be how about that it wasn't even on wikipedia Mm-mm. no that's, so i don't know i telling I, it's easy to compare it to 2000 mules just because of the similarities within them. But I, I think Dinesh D'Souza, I, I, it's almost like I like him intellectually, but I don't like him in practice. There's something about him. That's a little off putting and just not as genuine or something. I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Matt, but Matt Walsh, Walsh, he's a lot more, he's uh, approachable, yeah. personable. And he's pretty even tempered. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the people got upset with him, but really, what they're doing is they're upset with uh, their own themselves. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. It's I like know. you have not well, you have not thought out your ideas well enough. You're getting frustrated that someone is asking questions and beating you at your own right. game. Right, a couple of people lashed out at Matt Walsh and said the interview's over, but Matt was just asking intelligent questions in a calm way. Yeah, and in it wasn't. I mean, it it was always respectful. Actually, it was. I didn't was. think any of them were. Well, why do you think no, that? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. not any sort of gotcha questions or anything like that that we've seen so many other journalists em- employ. I mean, you watch almost any uh, you know Trump interview where people are are interviewing him. They're asking questions, but it's very like angled, you know. And I don't think that that's what Matt Walsh was doing here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was even reference to you know one of the the people that he interviewed that Matt Walsh interviewed. They said, "Oh yeah, I saw that in your list of questions." So. Clearly, he's sending them a list right, of questions right, like, here's right. the kind of questions I'm going to be asking you. They knew that this interview was coming. He's giving them some level of prep work to do ahead of time. I don't know. I think also, like, that threat of leaving in an interview, well, what a pussy. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, yeah. just stick around. Yeah, yeah. Hear the person out. I mean, if they're being r- rude... Okay, I'll get out of here. I don't know. Did you ever see the interview that the um, the guy did with Mike Tyson where he started bringing up the rape stuff? And Mike Tyson was like, well, you're a piece of shit. Really? Yeah, and the guy was like, oh, Mike, come on. Don't get there. And he goes, no, you're, you're a piece of shit. They're like, why are you bringing that up? And it has nothing to do with anything. And Mike was like, I should take you out in the back and beat the shit out. It's like wow. the whole interview just wow. changed. Wow. And it's... You, it really was a rude question. Yeah. It was like, it, it was exploitative. It, it, it was it, like, why are you bringing that up in, in whatever Mike is here to promote? You're just trying to label him as a 
rapist. You know the issue with Mike Tyson. Like that's it's fucked up. If that's what you want to do, you should tell him ahead of time. I'm going to talk about this issue. And I think I had heard that Mike Tyson didn't want to talk about it. So Mike Tyson was right. going to beat the crap out of him. Right. But I don't right. think that that's the case of what Matt Walsh no, is doing. No, Matt came to the table with curiosity. Yeah. With some questions and calmly asked. Clearly has an agenda. Uh, but yes, yes. I mean, I think it's also it's a chance for people to explain their point of view. I think it's a fair question. What is a woman? Torah, Torah, Torah. <laughs> no. Torah, what is Torah, a woman? Torah, Torah, Torah. Torah. I like the film, and uh, you know what segment I also enjoyed about why is this happening in our culture? And by the way, well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but one of my money shots we'll get to that in is in Africa, a country in Africa, right? Yeah. And talking about male and female and what, it, and some of the natives were like laughing at the silliness of the question. I love that beat. Yeah. But in our culture here, why is this happening? And that was really interesting about uh, Kinsey. Uh, and yeah. this, that I wanted to know that, that, but why is that happening? Um, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on that too. And I think also a lot of this does stem with um, entitlement yes. and feelings. I, that was in the film that I see, Matt would say, so if you feel it, then it is so. That's what you are, if that's what you feel. And I, I'm fascinated by what's going on here and and why is that happening and the movie attempted to answer that with uh with well, Kinsey, but I, I, listen i i've said before on this show and it's been a while since we've talked about it but i i really believe most people are good we've talked about this i, I think if there was a if there was a nuclear war i don't think people would be trying to kill each other i think most people would be trying to help each other out i think you know the 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 movies that work well where you've got humans feeding on humans are when the the paranoia is appropriately built within the story of the film. But for the most part, I never buy it. I just don't think humans are... are, are I, I don't think we're built like that. I think we're built to cooperate. So what does that have to do with transgender? Well, I think most people want to do the right thing. And they are they currently believe... Well, we should we should believe this person if they say that they're a female because it's the right thing to do. It's it's respectful because I've said things before and people don't respect me when I've said them. And this person is telling us who they are and what they want. And so we should respect that. That sounds great. But the problem is, what if the person is sick? What if this is a mentally ill person? And the, this film touches on that. And I've, I've said it before, you know, the... I talked about the trans-abled people. He mentions it as well. These people that might identify as like a one-armed man. And the very doctors who are performing a lot of these trans surgeries were aghast. I would never cut off their arm. They're, they're mentally sick. Yeah. Okay, what about their penis? Why is that a different situation? And I, it, it's, it's the same kind of mental health. It, what you really need to do is to get these people some mental treatment. But that sounds bad because we've stigmatized mental health, right? We've stigmatized like if you, if you are mentally sick, that that's somehow you're broken or you're wrong or you're worthless. And that, that shouldn't be the case. 
Yeah, are you looking at my notes right now? Because that was a question I was going to, I was afraid, I didn't want to throw you under the bus, but a few months ago you did say, I think we're talking about either Ellen Page or someone, and you said it's actually a form of um, mental illness. I, th- I firmly believe that. Yeah, yeah. And so if I care about people, I do care about people. And I think that's actually what Matt Walsh says in the Dr. Uh, Dr. Phil episode, where he says, I care about women who are being you know, cast aside so that transgender men can compete at a higher level. Why is that allowed? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the fair thing to do would be to say, I'm sorry, you transitioned. You, do, you no longer fit within male or female. Or female that's right. So that's right. either we will have our own division for you or you will not be allowed to participate. Right. And I'm sorry how that goes, but that's just... It, I it's, know. That was quite effective when they showed us in rapid succession with the editing of the athletes who transitioned right. and were doing so well, even though the voiceover was... that. Remember that one person was saying, well, actually, very few of them do well. Right. And then we saw them winning awards and coming in first place, whether it's track and field or lifting weights or anything. MMA or whatever yes. it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... It, it's Ultimately, it's unfair to women. Yeah. Ultimately, it's the... Isn't that ironic? Look at the irony of this. Yeah. But it's unfair to women who can't possibly come close to these records that are being broken. It's... It's it's just wrong. Well, even the people... Like, the people that are holding signs and protesting about abortion, they believe that they're doing the right thing because it's... Uh, they they want to help. I think that's what most people want. They're going. This poor person does not want to have this baby. The the catches you now have to you now have to square. Like you have to reconcile. Well, when does this baby begin? And I I have my own beliefs about this issue, and I think it begins at conception right. very clearly. Right. And either you disagree with that, or you lie to yourself in order to make that all go away but that doesn't that doesn't change what is right and i think that's what matt walsh is after here is what is the reality just because you say you're a female doesn't make you a female right just because you say you're a cat doesn't make you a cat or a wolf or anything um you know i i can't and i can't expect other people to just go around and, and behave that way i can't expect that you're gonna he says a, a great line in the in the film where he's like, okay, so you don't get your own pronouns the same way you don't get your own adjectives. Uh, you can't call me handsome, you know, handsome and brilliant. Yeah, that was very funny. So every time you refer funny. to me, you must yeah. refer to me as handsome yeah. and brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Funny. Yeah, and and he's holding up a mirror to our silly society. Right, right. It did bring out to the difference, the distinction between sex and gender. Mm-hmm. That sex. It, I think people were pretty much in agreement on this. That's more of the physicality of it, that you have a penis or you have a vagina, that that's your sex. And that gender is more of, of the fine tuning and what you feel yourself to be. Yeah. It, it also just, to me, it feels like, why do we care so right, much? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't really care what you do. If you want to call yourself a woman, call yourself a woman. But if you're asking me to change how I feel about you or how I see you, or you know, if you're going to wear dresses and wear a beard, you know what you're doing. You realize that you are bucking societal norms. Right. You are being a weirdo. But I still want to know, Robert, why this seems to be 
look, I know it's a very small fraction of our society, but with the median all, it feels like it's exploding. Yes. It does feel that way. And I think it's, I keep and, saying this. Yes. I've said this. It's the same thing with the BLM riots. People want to feel like they are not just a wasted life. I think they want to feel important. They want to feel that they are moving us in a direction, a positive direction. I think we all have that desire. Like, what is our contribution to society? And I think when you look online and you see the um, the accolades that people are getting for speaking out about this issue, then I think... I think it also becomes, well, I should do that. It's narcissistic. It's like, well, I need to do the same thing. And I'll start as, uh, you know, an alliance with them. And and I'll start with, you know, an advocate. And next thing you know, it starts becoming like, well, maybe it's me. And maybe I should start doing this. And it becomes kind of a, not a brainwashing, but it becomes very easy to start stepping into that same, uh, that same process because you've seen so many other people do it. You've surrounded yourself with that and I think that's that's the way that social media is I, changing. I was going to say that I was just going to say it. Social media. I think we've talked a lot about social media and what it's doing to our society, uh, alienating people and creating divisiveness. Certainly, adding fuel to the fire. But I don't. And I don't even think it's defi- divisiveness. I I disagree with that. I think yes, it does. Right. You you get on Facebook or YouTube comments and it just yeah, turns into yeah, a shitty anyone war. can have a platform. Right. Anyone can be heard. But what I think it does. It's it's sneakier than that, and it doesn't even mean to be. It's just human nature. You start seeing uh, the the internet automatically promotes alternative viewpoints and alternative styles, and a lot of them can start to bubble to the surface that might never have been able to right, achieve right, recognition right, otherwise. Right. And when you see that, and you start to identify with that, you say, "Wow, there! That's amazing. That's way to go. I I support that." Next thing you know that alternative lifestyle starts to become a mainstream lifestyle because enough attention has been generated toward it. And I, I, none of that is dubious. I don't think people are trying to sneak it into society. It just happens. And then people start kind of following that trend. Right. And right. it's the it's the same thing with, I mean, even school shootings, right? It's You start seeing copycat. this. Yeah, and it's a kind of a copycat right. issue. Right, right. And you, you find a sense of identity through that right and this the college professor that matt walsh interviewed in this movie his whole identity was totally intertwined with this concept i mean you could see through the the remarks that he made through his body posture all of it he was he was saying well i am a scientist of this that's he identified with that completely and you have someone who's challenging your field of study to which your entire identity has been strapped of course that leaves you in a I mean, you're, he's basically saying you're a worthless human being because he's essentially saying this field of study is a worthless field of study and you have attached your identity to that. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happens is a lot of people wind up attaching their identities to to this kind of thing. And, and it, it's, it feels really bad to shut that down because you're essentially shutting down who a person is. Right, right. I mean, I'm, if I shut down all of Judaism, because that's how you identify yourself. I do, hardly. But I appreciate your I'm, point. I'm, there. I'm joking. I, I hope you're being sarcastic. Yes. Excuse me. I have to go Davin now. <laughs> I don't even know. Do what you know that the is. word Davin? What's have you Davin? ever heard that? No. Like, it's like praying when you're bending over uh-huh. and you know Davin, Davining. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Huh. Or so I've been told. Not that I've ever done it, nor ever will. We've seen people in the public eye, obviously going from, um, you know, Ellen Page to Elliot Page, uh, transitioning from from uh, female to male, and then the reverse, of course, with uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Jenner, and Caitlyn Jenner, and, and the, the transition there from male to female. And I think we spoke about this a couple of years ago. What's so strange for me is that being a little bit older than you. Do you remember that Olympic Games where he was the hero and he was on the cover of Wheaties? And I'll always remember that victory lap. We were all in awe with the American flag draped over his back and he went up to his pretty bride and leaned over and gave her a hug after he got the gold medal. And then seeing that kind of transition. But you think it's safe to say that these people are dealing with some kind of mental disorder. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say by the fact that they actually want this done, that's a mental disorder. Yeah. But look at Ellen Page or Elliot Page. You can see a sadness in the eyes. Hmm. You know what I mean? When you when you look at at, at her, his even when face, she's female. Yes. yes. When she's female. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Like when whenever you look at her or him, you can see there is a sadness, wistfulness, there. almost. Yes. Yes. I. Huh? And and that's part of her charm was that she was getting yeah. a lot of parts yeah. and it was kind of like she had this sarcasm and this, you know, Juno was kind of a depressed character, but you know, it was, there wasn't an excitement. Mm -hmm. It was, it, there was some depression there. There's something that's going on now. Yeah. Granted, that's just a feeling emotion. How, how do you calculate that? I wouldn't be surprised if, if he killed himself or she killed him herself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever. I still don't know how to address it because I feel conflicted. I feel like by calling Ellen, I, 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 the name doesn't bother me, right? I, I'll call Ellen Elliot now. You could change your name, no sweat. But when you're asking me to refer to I know. her yeah. as a him, it's asking me to play along. Yeah. And I don't support that. Changing your name, that happens. That you know, the, I, I feel like that's the one thing that you can change, male or female or anywhere in between. But... I don't like playing that societal game where I have to call her him. Right, right. And you've heard me say this before on all the, the dating sites, the profiles. Uh, what's your pronoun preference? They actually ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> they. Yeah, I'm, I'm non-binary, uh, Robert. Yeah, I, I, I now, know that about where, you. Yeah, where are my stilettos? <laughs> I mean... I also think that there's a little bit of a where's shame? Whatever happened to shame? I mean, I I do think that shame could is it's a useful tool in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I the fact that we're just letting people run wild with this, yeah. It 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 does lead to other things. I, I and I want to be very clear. The sexual preference I think is a completely different issue. I, I, you know, I don't tie homosexuality into this issue at all. But to me, that right. those are two very right. different concepts. Um, but I do think, like, there is a little bit of legitimacy when the Republicans were getting very upset about this whole idea of gay marriage, and they were like, "This is gonna, you know, lead to all these other like future problems." I think some of that stuff's happened. I do think that, like, we started there, and it started. I have no problem with gay people being married. It doesn't bother me. And I don't have a problem with, I don't know, you want to marry a, a toaster or a dog or whatever it is that you want to marry, fine. But it does start to lead to other problems. 
And getting back to what you're saying about shame, we've lost shame. Yes. I agree. And I think if we had some shame in the whole thing, some public shaming of yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you wearing a dress and have a full beard? We've talked about, even with the other examples that you know, Adele lost a lot of weight. You know that. Mm -hmm. And feminists have come down so hard on her yeah. for doing that to be, to fit into society. Right. As a blah, blah, blah. Rebel and, Wilson the same yeah, way. Same thing with Rebel Wilson. And they both look great. They yeah. both look terrific and that was always one of bill maher's philosophy that even with, with covid the people are dying he said they're fat they're not taking care of themselves they're not healthy and they're paying the price right and that there's something to be said for shaming and say do something about that but we're Lose so worried about people's feelings feelings, feelings. yeah yeah ah. yeah entitlement back to entitlement well i think it's it, entitlement sounds so it, it's a narcissism i mean i don't know it, it is entitlement it, it is narcissism those words just have such negative connotation right and i think everybody is so quick to point the finger to everyone else well this is narcissistic yeah. okay but so are you and and i think we all are in a certain sense i mean i shouldn't say all but 99 percent of us are narcissistic on some level yeah you and i have a podcast where we talk about movies that inherently is narcissistic wow we think better about ourselves and about our viewpoints about this movie that we're recording it and putting out for the rest of the world and we hope that other people are listening maybe How they are maybe arrogant of us well in some senses yeah. it is yeah. i'll tell you instead of entitlement in my reading and i do read sometimes i came across the expression toxic positivity and i i get mm. that i like that that everything is so positive and life-affirming and you're a good person. And this even goes back to one of my pet peeves about in the 70s where we started giving medals and ribbons and yeah. trophies to the Little League baseball team that lost because they tried hard. Yeah. Toxic positivity. Instead of saying, you lost, do better. Yeah. Go back next week and do better. That's right. I, I think you're, you're touching on – I think you're putting – a term to the concept that I'm trying to, to express. Hmm. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I think people people look online, they see all these other people, they feel bad for them, and they're they're saying, I wanna be on the, I wanna help this person out. Yeah. And let your freak flag fly. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Like yeah. let's let's do it. It's yeah. okay. You wanna dye your hair green? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to wear a dress? There's nothing wrong with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a little odd. No, it's not. Okay, well, it's it is a I little am. odd, it's but what I feel. Uh, okay, wear yeah. wear a dress and heels. It doesn't matter to me. And we can see that this slowly starts to encroach Toxic in different areas of society. Positivity. And the problem shame. is what? when it starts infecting other people. Right. And it starts affecting children who don't have a say in all of this. And and we're saying, well, they have a say. They have just as much right over their body and their autonomy. Mm. No. I mean, this This is the same language that pedophiles use to talk about, like, you know, that, you know, why is it that, you know, a, an 18-year-old can consent to uh, to having sex, but a 13-year-old can't? What's really the difference? Well, there is some difference. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of 18-year-olds who probably shouldn't be having consensual sex either, right? It's, it's, it's a mistake. You're making, there are problems. There sure. are consequences sure. for those. Sure. Anyway. Hmm. All right, so money shots. I loved the Jordan Peterson stuff, man. I think Jordan Peterson is one of the most brilliant people alive. 
Uh, he's just always got a sharp answer. And um, are you familiar with him? No, I'm he not. He was the guy that had the three-piece suit on. That was, oh, who is he? He's this Jordan Peterson. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm glad you're telling me this because I felt like this is someone I should be familiar yeah, with. Yeah, he's not. really you, sharp. You know of him. Oh, You've yeah. seen him in other things. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got interviews. He's passionate. He's, he is, but he's also he's up there with Ben Shapiro in yeah, terms of yeah, just how fast yeah, he is. Yeah. And it, watching him, there's a few people that just, when you watch them do crowd work where they're talking to an audience and they're addressing concerns that the audience has and just the lightning speed, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson. I always think Milton Friedman from an economic standpoint, if you ever watched the old Milton Friedman, mm -hmm. he did a bunch of these, like uh, you go to colleges and they would film him back in like the sixties and seventies where he would answer right. questions from people and watching Milton Friedman just destroy people. Yeah. And it was like, wow, you are really well thought out. And Jordan Peterson is just, he's sharp as a tack. I can see that a little bit of a character. Yeah. Eccentric, yeah, and, eccentric, but smart. And kind of a blowhard, mm -hmm. right? A little yeah, bit of a yeah, blowhard. Yeah. But man, he's it I there is an interview, I'll send it to you. There's an interview that he did. It's like an hour long interview um with this woman from the UK and she's no slouch. She's, she's really sharp too. But you can kind of tell she's in just a little over her head. And they go at it quite a bit. Mm. And there's it's a long form interview where they're just sparring back and forth on all sorts of of political issues right and right. it's it's one of the best debates i've seen and it's just them sitting in two chairs for like 45 minutes it's just it's fascinating but yeah he's great yeah. he's a fantastic part of the document i think his insights were really spot on too yeah yeah so that's what i'm going to remember is that that part that's your money shot yeah well i already tipped my hat to one of my two and that is again with the uh in africa where Matt yeah. was asking about the um, across sex question and the natives in the background were giggling. Yeah. They were actually laughing. It was a great beat and uh, it just resonated with me. That's a money shot. And you know what, Robert, the very last shot in this documentary <laughs> when Matt came home and I think that was really his wife. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was actually his wife. And he asked his, his wife the question, you know, what is, what is a woman? And she just, she didn't take it seriously. The camera was on her, but at the end, she, no, she did. Well, she, she said, no, what did she say? She, she said, said, it's an adult female who needs help opening this jar. Yeah, I know. And then she handed him a pickle jar and said, here, open this. And there's something so refreshing about that, that yeah, yeah. Give it to the husband. Yeah. He's masculine. He's built that way. He's a jar opener. That's not meant for women to do. And it was kind of a playful wink at the end. And I loved it. Yeah. What a beat to go out on. Yes. Yes. I did think the film was a little long. I do too. I was going to say 12 minutes of editing. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think just a little bit out would have been yep, sharper. I agree. I agree. But I, do, I can almost understand too. Uh, there is something. Uh, there's still this old school philosophy that it's hard for me to shake too. A movie that comes in under an hour and a half just feels a little juvenile. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Well, it's actually tighter. It's actually better, yeah. but it's just, it's a little, eh, you didn't quite have what it takes it's to go. It's how we're raised. I know. It's how we're raised. Yeah. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah. And I, I hate it because I really think Which that Which will we should, go away as years go by. It should. Yeah. It, it should go away. Yeah. We should be open to other yeah. forms of, of yeah, time. Yeah, this could have been an hour and 11 minutes. Sure. And it, it would have been really tight at yeah. an hour and yeah. 11. Yeah. I just I don't I'm not sure why we feel the need to go an hour and a half. There's nothing magical about that time. Right, right. All right. Anyway. Yeah. 
I mean, well, first of all, it's a documentary. documentary. Right. Second of all, it's um, it's outside the the yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah. scope of that. That is not the Hollywood line. It is a little conventional in that we're following a a man on his journey and mm-hmm. he's talking to the mm-hmm. camera. We see him mm-hmm. walking in slow motion to do his his activities. I feel like they showed a us lot the airplane going over the maps. Right. They put those shots in. So there were which some... were almost meant, meant to be cheeky. Yeah, you know, there's kind of with a che- it's cheeky. Yeah. It's a cliche shot. But I do think like how many movies do we see? Even two thousand mules, we see Dinesh D'Souza walking around yeah. Washington D.C. staring yeah. at the monuments, yeah. and it's yeah. a little like yes. Okay, yes. we get it. This is yeah. the B-roll of the the person who's walking us through this world. Um, it just feels a little like I've seen all that. Yeah, there's nothing brand new. There's a shot at the beginning of this movie where he's fishing uh, on the side of a lake. Yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, why are we looking at this? Yeah. Like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, this is you. We're trying to establish who yeah. you are. All right, yeah. I get it. Whatever. Yeah, but um, so there are some conventional things, but. For the most part, it's anti-wave. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're going to go with 7.8, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. 7.8. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say 7. Mm-hmm. That's what I would go with. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's a good movie, and I do think that it's something... I mean, I think it's something that people should check out, even more so than 2,000 Mules. I agree. I agree. All right. Good. Well, let's move right along. Let's move right along. What did you see this week? Uh, no. Yeah. No, you no, Robert, you're still doing it wrong. You are. How many weeks have we had this modified version? Well, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. Now, I've got all my numberings right here, you know. What is it? What comes okay. next? Okay, well, I can tell you. What comes next is... Your papers the, are all over the floor. <laughs> we do the commercial spot. Uh, That's for, Week in Review, buddy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Okay, I'll accept my apology in the form of a blowjob. Okay. All right. Yeah. Zzz. Yeah. After all, I'm tranny. Okay. Now, what'd you see this week? Uh, but before we do that, Robert, <laughs> is this someone responsible for this segment? Oh yeah, it's avgearguy.com. Do tell. Avgearguy.com has over 30 years. He takes all of your digital, non-digital media, transfers it over to digital. This is your old slides, your home movies, uh, you know, on Super 8 or VHS or anything like that. Send those over to avgearguy.com. He'll transfer them for you. Set you up so you can have shareable files that are said digital. With such conviction Thanks. and warmth, and so are di- just beautifully, beautifully done. Thanks. We're both clients of his. He's extremely reasonably priced, and if you mention our podcast, you get five percent discount off of what's on his website, avgearguy.com. Now, I don't want to confuse you, but it's actually time for in the re- uh, weekend review. Some are old, some are new. We now present the weekend review. What'd you see this week? I have a few good I ones. Got, that you, I what? Got it what? Right. I got it right. I just want you to know I got it right. What did you say? I got it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know you did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I just got rubbed in. But a three weeks bit. ago, you were wrong on the Landmark oh, Theater. Oh, I mm, see. Esoteric listener. She was not happy about that. So All should right. we keep a chart of, of how many times I'm right versus you being right? I think right? I'd rather not do that. <gasps> 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 Stalked by my doctor. There's a series of films. There's oh. like five of them, and they all star Eric Roberts. Now, listen. Is this softcore porn? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, he's got a thing for a young girl, a thing. He wants her, and he realizes how old she is or how young she is. So he pretends to court the mother just so he can have access to the daughter. I want to talk about Eric Roberts, though. Okay. This guy... 
you know, he's done really good stuff. And then he does crap like this. Have you, are you aware of that about yeah. his, his history? Eric Roberts has been in 600 projects, 600 either films, TV shows, 600. And he's this is the third highest. Uh, they ranked everybody in the number of projects they were involved with. He's number three. And I That's find, the question who number one I and know, two are. I'll have that answer for you next week. What a strange, this is a, it was crap. The movie obviously was crap, but it did what it was supposed to do. But you watched all five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would he do these? And he was also mugging. It was over the top. And he had like a goofy expression throughout the whole thing. And this is someone who's been nominated for a Golden Globe. He's done quality work. Mm-hmm. His career is very uneven with his projects that he chooses. What's up with that? I don't think he can get money uh, any other way. I think he's trying to do whatever he can to get cash. <laughs> then he had a bunch of substance problems, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, I was looking into his whole background. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, beat up people, arrested, the usual stuff. Hey, another movie called The App, The App, and this was uh, actually it was a poor man's version of Her. Mm. It was very similar to Her, and uh, so I watched that. Once again, I mentioned this about a year and a half ago. I saw the movie Flight Plan with Jodie Foster, oh, yeah. and I talked about this, and I felt the same way that the setup is really good. I mean, Jody was terrific about her daughter missing on this plane. Yeah. And they're in a plane in midair. Where the fuck could she be? And the tension, and she was really strong in this movie, but the last 20 minutes get so convoluted, yeah. wildly complicated, too crazy, lost all credibility. But up to that point, up to the third act, it was it was really uh, a good Spoiler movie. alert, kids in the cargo hold. Oh, yeah. But do you know why? I can't do you remember, remember that. Yeah, okay. Oh. Yeah. Hey. I think I sent you a text a few nights ago. Oh? I forgot. You know, once again, I could see you reading my text and just kind of smiling at this. I promised myself when Enemy was on the broadcast TV, all right, I want to see the first 12 minutes. I want to see the setup. Robert, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop watching it. He's just terrific. Jake's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It never stops tickling me that you're like, I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now you're like, of course, I, I always had a crush on a sister. Mm-hmm. But Jake, it's an incredible movie, and uh, it's it breathes, it breathes, it takes its time, it's layered and textured, and it's smart and intelligent. I saw once again Heat. And oh yeah. I want to tell you a phenomenon that happened to me, and I think you'll appreciate this. I saw it was on TV, and I thought I'm going to watch the first twelve minutes. Robert, I had to think before I started watching that movie with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Who's the cop and who's the criminal again? Uh-huh. And the fact that I had to process it right now, you're seeing me do that. It's good. Yeah. I, I was supposed to have that issue yeah. because as you've heard me say, they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And that really comes along with that coffee dining scene yeah. with the two of them together. And I watched that scene, Robert, and here we had the two greatest actors at the top of their game. That could have been dialogue that was so manipulative and formulaic, but it was organic. It had an incredible flow to it. Yeah. And I just loved watching that movie again. And the last one I want to mention is Goodfellas. And I watched it in part because of Ray, Ray Liotta. It's his story. Yeah. It's, I didn't, it's his story. Yeah. It's his movie. And uh, watching that again, and as you know, we said this before, I have to like Casino more 
I, didn't I just think it. it's a better movie. It yeah. just is. Both, of course, which is not Martin popular Scorsese. to say. But, it's not popular, is it? But it is a better it's movie. It's just better of the two, especially with Sharon Stone. Who we saw this before. She's just incredible in that film. Uh, Scorsese having directed them both. But I enjoyed Goodfellas a, a lot and enjoyed watching Ray and felt wistful, kind of sad watching his um, early passing hmm. in real life. That's what I saw this week. What about you? Wait, did Ray Liotta die? Oh, you didn't hear? No, actually, no. It was... Um, it was uh, Al Pacino. Oh, okay. No, Robert De, Robert De Niro. Oh. They're all dead. Robert Pacino? Robert Pacino and Al... Al De Niro? I was going to say that. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm not sure when the last time I talked to you was. Two weeks ago. Did I tell you that I watched Top Gun Maverick? Yes. You okay. were humming the theme song. That's what you did for me. You hummed the theme song and you kind of... And I had to say the title. Can you do that now? I went through the danger zone. But do the instrumental... How does it go? It's, it goes just like that. Yeah. <laughs> you had it that's, perfectly. That's it was, the, yeah, he's it was flying perfect. these yeah. jets with a close. That's <laughs> like a whiny Jew. <laughs> that's actually the song's name. Whiny, whiny, whiny Jew. Jew. And in parentheses, Ira. Yeah, Ira. <laughs> these great shots, beautiful cinematography, <laughs> the motorcycle secret. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's how you I watched Old. Did I tell you about that movie? No. Yeah, that's the M. Night Shyamalan movie where they all go on the beach and they all start getting old for no reason. You're making this up. I'm not yes, making this up. I'm not. No, are you being serious? I'm being absolutely This is a serious. movie I've never heard of, and it sounds like it's going to fall in that same category of crap movies that he's done yeah. after The Sixth <laughs> Sense. Yeah. I never heard. Why haven't I heard of Old? I, Seriously. Probably because it's not that good. So what, they all get old? Yeah. Hmm. They, they start getting old like... Each, like each minute that goes by is like a day and a half or something like that. So if they go, they get old really, really quickly. Sounds and stupid. It turns out to be like some sort of magical beach that the people are. There's like scientists that are using this beach to test medicines. You know, they give the people that show up on the on the beach certain medicines so that they can figure out whether or not the medicine will work on them. They basically have like a 17-year trial in 24 hours. Yeah. So they it becomes this big conspiracy. It's awful. It's I'd awful. rather go to the neighboring island called Young. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can become 13 again. So I want to mention a few other movies. I watched uh, The Bank Job with J- Jason Statham. Mm. It's, all right. it's all right. The Firm with Tom Cruise. Hadn't seen that in a while. Pulled mm-hmm. that one out. Yeah, okay. I watched Siberia with uh, with Keanu Reeves. Do you know that movie? I've heard of it. And it was okay. It was pretty good. But there was a movie that I saw that just rocked my socks. Really? Yeah. Is it a new film? Uh, it was 2020. Okay. Hint, please. Am I familiar no, with it? No, you don't know this. I've never heard of it? No. I don't know. I know a lot about cinema. Derek Delgadio. Yeah, you're right. Derek Delgadio's oh. In and oh, Of it? Itself. So the movie, it, it that's the full title. is Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself. Derek Delgadio is a sleight of hand magician card shark. And he did a a stage play. It's kind of... It, it's really hard to describe what this movie was without just watching it. First of all, it's the, it's the first time I've ever seen a movie on a home theater that says... Please put your phones away and like 
just watch this film at the very beginning it has this message of like Hmm. we ask that you please put your phones away and and turn off any distractions and just watch this which resonated with me i was kind of like okay i'll do it i'll I'll put my phone away like all right they're asking me to actively watch this i'll give that a shot and so i was watching it and he tells a bunch of stories and at first, the stories don't seem to really have anything to do with each other. But then by the end, they all start coming together and they start working together. And there's just, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was a stage play that he did. And it was several performances of the stage play that were recorded and edited together. And he does some really unique things. For example, there's one person um, at the beginning of the play that he asks to volunteer to come back to tomorrow's play. And this one guy raises his hand. He goes, are you comfortable with me referring to you as Mr. Tomorrow? And so they refer to him as Mr. Tomorrow throughout the rest of the play. Mm -hmm. And then he says, like, the next question I want to ask the audience is the scariest question I ask each night. Where is Miss Yesterday? And the person raises their hand and was like, I was here last night. And they come up front and they read this book. And this book is this huge, thick tome of a a book. And what they've done is each night he asks someone to leave the show early. They don't get to see the end of the show. And the end is probably the most amazing, heart-wrenching, just beautiful moment. Um, They don't get to see it. And instead, they go off and they write what they think happens at the end of the show. And they write it all out, and then they bring it in the next night and read to everyone. Fucking amazing. It's amazing. He does another another moment. This is where he starts to employ a lot more magical, uh, I I say sleight of hand, really. He asks for a, a volunteer to come up from the audience has them select is this a narrative or a documentary it's a stage show it's a stage play that he is doing and they've recorded several okay yeah versions of this and they're intertwining all of these different yeah versions of his play so it's it's a stage play that's a film yeah bring somebody up from the audience has them select an envelope he's probably got you know, 30 40 envelopes they select an envelope and then on the, the back of the envelope, it will say, like, friend or nephew or son or something like that. And the person opens it up, and inside is a handwritten letter from their son or their nephew or their mother or whoever it is. And it is filled with all sorts of personal information and, like, why they love that person and how they can and, – and everyone's like – how the fuck did this just happen? And they're, they're in tears, just crying. And it's it's a magic show. It's like a sleight of hand magic show. But it's so incredibly emotional. It's something I've, like, I've never seen before. And it was, it was beautiful. It was funny. It was sad. It was tragic and thought-provoking. It was everything. It's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And then it was so good uh, that as I was watching it, Joanna came home. I was watching it uh, by myself and and I actually rewound a little bit 
so she could watch this sequence I was talking about yeah. um, with them picking the, the envelopes. And I just rewound like five or ten minutes. And she, I had I had gotten really choked up. And then she was watching it and she was in tears too. And it, it's just, it's a, you got to see it. In and of itself. And the name of it again is? In and of itself. Derek Delgadio's. Derek Delgadio's. Yes. In and of itself. Yep. Why was I thinking a little bit? Of, what was his name? Darren Brown. Darren Brown. Yeah. Is there <laughs> Darren Brown? A little bit, but this similar, is more pathos. Dar- yes. This has more pathos than yes, Brown. Yes, 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 right. Yes. I mean, and Darren Brown is. It's those are fascinating too. I, but yeah. the, the tone of Darren Brown is very like, isn't this amazing? Mm-hmm. What our mind is capable of, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, wow, that's cool. But I'm never going to start crying when I watch a Darren right, Brown show. Right. Right. This will, yeah. like, it strips you down to the core of who you are and your self-identity. And, I mean, everyone was leaving that show in tears. There's a moment where he, he does a lot of crowd work. He's talking to the people in the audience. And there's a moment where there's a guy, and I swear I think it was Bill Gates. I think, I, I'm pretty sure it was Bill Gates who was just in the audience watching this show. Uh, if not, it's a guy that looked just like him. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was Bill Gates because... Probably he heard about this show and was like, I gotta check this thing out. But it was, I mean, just unreal. It's streaming. Yeah, on Hulu. Yeah. That's why you asked me if I get Hulu. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry? It is Bill Gates? Oh, producer Joe just looked it up. It is Bill Gates. I love the way yeah. she's downstairs in another room and she's, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a producer. She's listening. She's our yeah. producer. Producer Joey. Yeah. Anyway, so check that one out. Got it. Good. Hey, uh... Yeah. What? Come on. I'm ready for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... I, mm-hmm. Go on. Do you want to talk about Bill Gates? It's not what I was expecting. Well, yeah. I just... Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I figured mm-hmm. if there's anyone mm-hmm. in which mm-hmm. you'd like to be in their shoes, mm-hmm. it would be Bill Gates. Yeah. Shoes. I like to wear Bill's shoes, you know? I wonder what his shoes would be like. Would they be brown hush puppies? Would they be comfy? Now, see, if you were really good, you'd be doing this without me having to prompt you. You would say, Bill Gates, there's someone who's who, in which I'd like to be in their shoes. Yeah, you, oh, that, yeah I'd yeah, be yeah, really that, good. That, yeah, that's good. Anyway, it's time for the news. <laughs> I got nothing. Just kidding. I always remember that one time I said, I got nothing. One time. Well, I think yeah, you did it a couple times. Oh, I'll come. Three things. Three, actually. First yeah. one, we're going to just go real fast over. So, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. You know what, Robert? Hmm. I couldn't care less. I really couldn't either. I was detached. I didn't watch any of it, and I wasn't even interested in hearing about it. Isn't that interesting? But who do you... Th- uh, I didn't care. Little, I didn't care. I know you don't care. Yeah, yeah. If I put a gun to your head and I say, who's the problem in that relationship? Oh, she's the bitch. <laughs> Yeah, after saying I don't care, I'm detached, I'm removed from the story. Oh, what a cunt. <laughs> All right. I, I totally agree with you. Hey, we spoke about Top Gun before when we were doing the theme music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I oh, I love music. that part. There's a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit I coming heard about You know this. about this. Here's what's going on. It's a copyright infringement lawsuit where Paramount is being sued. Now, I guess Top Gun was originally an article. It was an article in a right. magazine, and a Paramount had the rights to it. And they, the people who wrote the article of whose story it is, 
uh, is making the argument that the rights had elapsed. The rights for Paramount to do whatever they wanted with Top Gun lasted for 35 years. Now listen to this, the um, which ended. It, it ended in 2020. And the, the initial writers, the people whose story it is, are making the argument that the movie was completed in 2021. And Paramount is about to say that actually... The production ended at the end of 2019. Right. The end of 2019. Look how this... See, and they where sat they got in trouble for, is they went back and, and shot more stuff. That's they correct. They did some pickup shots. That's correct. After 2019. But so... Can I just say... Please, please. This whole article and the rights and everything else, just fucking let it go. It's not hurting you. This is only helping you. The, like, how is it that them completing their film... Is hurting well, your rights to this. They're feeling entitled more money. Exactly. Yeah. It's a money grab. Yeah, absolutely. To which you would not really even have all this money if it if wasn't for Paramount in the first title. place. Right, right. Yeah. No one would really care about some article that was written in the early right. 80s. So they should be happy to have gotten what they got. That's for sure. Yeah. Or, or just be proud of it and yeah. just say, you know yeah. what? This, this is cool. Go promote it. Just why are you filling up our, our court system with this stuff? Yeah. Anyway, but knowing that I'm surprised Paramount went ahead and did some reshooting in beyond the extension of the deadline. probably Paramount no, either didn't realize it or thought they're not going to sue us over this. Yeah. yeah. Who's even going to know? And then word got out and it's like, uh, how, how do you say no to Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, we'll just have to fight them in court. We've got lawyers. Let's do it. Hmm. You tell Tom Cruise, no. Yeah. You tell Tom Cruise, star of not just this movie, but yeah. you know the Ma franchise. Mission Impossible yeah. movies, everything else. You got a lot riding on this guy. You're gonna piss him off? I don't think so. Better go fight this top Top Gun lawsuit. That's the best option. He really is a movie star. I mean, he yeah. is. He is. He's the movie he star. He is I would a argue. movie star. He's the movie star. I mean, who you can't, who has a not bigger, actor, but movie star? That's I mean, Tom, Brad Pitt. George Clooney, they they don't even. I mean, even Leonardo DiCaprio, they no. don't they yeah. don't have Tom Cruise's yeah. star quality. Yeah, no. All right, yeah. Moving on to point number three. Ready? Yeah. You sent me something really interesting. I Boy, did. did it resonate with me. There is a limited series called The Offer, and it's all about the making of The Godfather. Right. And it makes a wonderful argument. It's a it's it. It presents the following case that back in 1970, when Godfather was made, it was so fresh. It was so new. It was like nothing that had been done before. The article went on and said, then in 1986, seven out of the 10 top grossing movies for that year were original, fresh, different, something we had never seen before. Right. Now, cut to 2019. You ready for this? Of the top grossing films why are you saying 20 was it 2019 yeah 2020? 2020 for oh, okay. some reason i jotted down 2019 2022 as well 2020 yeah but i know but it said that all the top grossing films were either sequels or part of a franchise were either sequels or part of a franchise yeah, the other thing too how about that not only that, the, that the movies that aren't are based on some sort of intellectual property so yeah. i mean they're based on a comic book if they're not part of a franchise you know then they're based on some other a novel or something like that. No, adapted. hardly anyone. They were adapted. Right. Hardly right. anyone right. is writing their own screenplay. Except for. Something? 
everywhere all at once whatever that movie yeah, was that yeah. was written for that the was, screen that was fresh it, yeah. that was fresh new mm-hmm. but these these stats are amazing to me and again they were talking about the golf 1970 1986 7 out of 10 were original in 2019 all the top 10 grossing films were either sequels or part of a franchise yeah. there you go there you go and that says something that's that's not good well, I think it was also making the point that you know, when they made the the Godfather, you know, the article was saying that there were protests from Italian, you know, groups that were saying this is going to portray us in a really negative way, and we don't want this. And the the article was saying nowadays that would just put a dead stop. To Absolutely the whole thing. right, right. And instead, back then they said, "All right, fuck you, we're yeah, going to do it anyway, yeah. and we're just that's yeah, how it's protest. going to have to be." Right, right. As it should be. It should be. Look, we're. We're not trying to depict all Italians this way. Cool your jets. Just sorry. You're going to have to suck it up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's what's in the news. Who died this week? Ah, got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the falling people, they done turned to dust. Uh, corners, corner. You know, for, we're not going to talk about, geez, Gene Hackman and Dick Van Dyke and Mel Brooks and Fabula Pew. Dead, 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 dead. That's right. Count them. Four. All four are goners. Gene Let's Hackman was just in the firm. I just saw it. Oh, buddy, that's an older movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. But I just saw it. Uh, yeah, we no, because it's a movie, and the yeah. movie can be like eight years old. No, I just old. saw yeah, it. No, it's there, but you're a little bit mixed up right now, Robert. What? Yeah, I think you have your mind on something else because no, you're I, being a little I bit. I just non- watched it two, three days it. ago. Yeah. Or what about Dick Van Dyke? You just saw Mary Poppins last week, right? Yes. Yeah, he's dead too. What? Yeah, and Mel Brooks. But I just saw, saw that. Blazing Saddles last night. You watched Blazing Saddle. No, Mel. What are you he's dead. I haven't seen that in years. We're cutting straight to we're cutting straight to the Silver Spotlight Award. Talk about a character actor, Bo Hopkins. You know? Do you know? Oh, who he is? No, I didn't know he yeah. died. Yes. Oh. And you know what? It's almost two weeks ago. Bob Hodgkins died. Not Bob Hodgkins. Oh. He's dead too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I did too. He was really a solid actor. Bo Hopkins, eighty-four-year-old American actor. Listen, I'm begging our listeners to Google this guy to see what he's done in feature films, indie films, as well as television shows. The Wild Bunch, American Graffiti, he was in Dynasty. He was known for playing supporting roles in a number of studio films between 1969 and 1979, appeared in lots of TV movies, and he appeared in more than 100 films, television roles in 40 years. The Wild Bunch, uh, he was in Getaway, he was in The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing, Killer Elite, Posse, uh, Midnight Express, More American Graffiti. I have so much Never respect. Heard of any of yeah, so much respect. So, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he passed away. Candle Corner, Celebrity Birthdays for the Week. Kind of the yin and yang of life, you know? Oh. Passing and then mm-hmm. birthdays. Leon Neeson is, is 70 years old. I'll tell you, he's a terrific. That was really great when his wife died in a skiing accident because then he took, great. On, he took on all these action-packed films. Is that, I was, isn't that true? Great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we thank her for that. Uh, Johnny Depp, who's been in the news, 59. Natalie Portman. Mm-mm-mm. The professional. She's 41. She's 41? She's 41. How about that? Happy birthday, these people. You want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is? Is movie questions. All right. This is going to be fun, and we're going to do our game. We're going to say the quotation, and the other person is going to have to say the title of the movie. That sounds great. Who's yeah. going first? I'm going first. Okay. By the way, a few of my general questions. Or you know what? We may overlap on one or two. There's one that I think we're going to yeah, overlap. I on. agree. I agree. Okay. Okay. What All do you right. got? Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Um, 
I love this. Ex- this is my fifth one is not the strongest, but I put it in there because of a sentimental thing. And I remember hearing it in the theater. And I thought it was so damn clever. Did you expect me to talk? No, it was the Bond. Yes! I expect you to die! Yes! Goldfinger. Yes! Uh, 1967? Oh, are you on a... Oh, my God, I didn't write down the years. (gasps) Fuck. I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. Um, I'm guessing... Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? All right, all right. Anyway, I love that exchange. 64, 1964. So you're expecting me to talk? No! Mr. Bond, I'm expecting you to die. That's a when good the, one. The laser beam was going up between his legs yeah. on that plank. Yeah. And I just thought that's really clever. Yeah. All right. That's my number five. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, my movie is from 1945. Oh. My number five movie is from 1945. And I'm going to say it and it's just going to give it right away. But I think you're going to have trouble trying to figure out what was the name of the movie. Do you is think it? I'm familiar with the movie? You are familiar with the question. Mm-hmm. But I don't but necessarily. I, I don't think you're going to remember what movie this is from. How's that for a hard one? Lay it on me. Who's on first? Well, I know that that's the Abbott and Costello. Uh huh. And that wasn't a movie. First of all, that's really good. Thank you. No, I need to say that first. That that's Thank you. really good. One of the, that's their classic. That's what they're known for. Who's on first? And I don't know. Who's on second? And all that. Oh man, you're right. That A, I know it, and mm-hmm. B, I cannot identify the title. The You're Naughty right. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Naughty 90s? Naughty 90s. Did it take place in the, um, in the, I wonder why it's called that. I don't, Na- I think it's like a series of kind of sketches, if I recall. Na- naughty 90s? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, what do you got? All right. This is going to be really obvious. This is going to be all of mine are quite obvious. And I, I went for the obvious ones too, Robert, not the totally I... obscure ones. I kind of did. There were a couple of obvious ones that I have, but my number one and sort of my number two were a little off of the beaten path. Good. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. All right. Mine are more obvious than that. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Well, that's my number three. And the name of the movie is? Sudden Impact. <laughs> no. Oh, what? You're fucking with yeah, me. Fucking yeah, with yeah, yeah. 1971's Dirty Harry. Yep. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Great scene. Go ahead. That's my my number three. I love it. I think my number four is going to be on your list somewhere. So I have a feeling we're going to overlap as well. Do you have anything on your list from 1967? Um, yes, I think so. And as you know, I neglected to write down the years. This is either 67 or 68. And is it um, a two words? And is the first word the? No. Go ahead. Mrs. Robinson... You're trying to seduce me. Well, that's my number. Aren't you? Well, duh. I said, wait, let's. I said. Oh, I thought you were talking about the quotation. I'm sorry. Oh, I said title. Yeah, oh, the two I'm words, sorry. first word. I thought you were talking about the quotation. Okay. The question. Wait, is that your number? What's that? Your number? My number four. It's my number three. Oh, so we we inv- see. We, 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 did we ever do this before? We did we a double inversion. We crisscross. We crisscross. Ira, what? I'll kill your mother. You kill my wife. Okay, but what about the triplets? They won't have a mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. I'll be able to handle that as a, as a single father. <laughs> you know, that quotation, Robert, has often been misquoted. Yeah. There's been confusion on there. Listen to the word choice about Mrs. Robinson. You're trying to seduce me, dot, 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 aren't, aren't you? Aren't you? And yeah. I love that because people, I, I thought it was, are you, 
are you trying to seduce me? No, it's a statement. Yeah. You're trying to seduce me, aren't you? That's yeah. that's brilliantly worded. Uh, all right, so we both just did our number love three and four. Yes, yes. So I think it's your number two now. You're right, you're right. Okay. All right, uh, I'm going to do this. With... You ready? <clears throat> yep. What's in the box? Uh, man, I, I don't know. It's... What? what? What's in the box? Is Gwyneth Paltrow what's in that in movie? The, what's, what's in the box? Well, part of her. Oh. Is Kevin Spacey in that movie? Part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt. Is he in that movie? Yeah, yeah. You're getting it now, y'all. Yeah. Oh. Don't forget Morgan. I think Morgan is oh, in Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, so I th- but how much better would that movie be if Morgan Freeman was replaced with Samuel L. Jackson? You know, I don't know if you're I, kidding. I but, am, but, yeah, but I'm I don't not. Know. Yeah. And the name of the movie is? I don't know. I don't know. Yes, what you do. Is. No, I don't. What comes after six and before eight? Nine? Mm. No. That's right. Seven. Seven. Okay. Now's when we start getting a little, little weird. I like weird. 1970. We're getting a little weird here. Obscure. Yeah. And there are two remaining movies. Yeah. Am I familiar with them? One, Have I absolutely. Heard? Two, I've talked about it. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. Okay. 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 Is this the absolutely familiar we're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. It's my All right. Two. Go ahead. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? Five easy pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I you didn't love think you. I get that. No, I didn't. I, I thought you, you thought would probably get it. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> I'm quite a cinephile. I am. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So uh, just to read the whole thing. Wait, on, that's, that's on number good. Two, that's good. Chicken, sand, sand, hold the butter, the lettuce, and the mayonnaise, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah. Now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. That was a great scene, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. This is my number one. By the way, did you like my oral interpretation of, of what's in the box? It was did you great. notice I was like yeah. feeling it? I was in the moment. I was oh all right. What do you mean I'm funny? Funny how? What am I what am I like like a clown? I'm so jealous right now. Do I you didn't think of that? Do I amuse you? I make you laugh? And we spoke about this movie earlier. Goodfellas. Yeah. You know, I've said this before, Robert, I want to say it again. That when I saw that for the first time, I had sweaty palms. I had sweaty palms during that sequence, and it was um, it was just so it's well written. So, it was there's so much that, tension. It, in that I was scene. so anxious. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's my number one. What do you got? Okay. <clears throat> Would you do it again? Yes. Would you ever fuck me? No, I'd jerk off instead. I know it's a movie I want to see. I, I... <laughs> this is a conversation yeah. between a 10 or 11-year-old boy and his father. The boy asks, so what's happened in this scene is the father has raped one of the boy's friends and has found out, is caught, father's explaining to him what happened and the boy says would you do it again dad says yes he says would you ever fuck me no 
I'd jerk off instead. Fucked up movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's happiness. I never saw happiness. Yeah. Wow. It's that scene is like I think I might have mentioned this to you before. When I saw that, I saw that at, in Chicago for the American premiere. It only been shown once before. Laura Flamboya was there. There were a bunch of people that were from the movie that were there. And they said at the movie when they before they showed it, they they came out and they said, "We intend for this to be a comedy. This is a comedy. You're supposed to laugh. It's okay to laugh. Please understand that this is supposed to be funny." And then the movie played out and in that scene no one was laughing it was dead silent except for yours truly who could not stop cackling and it was the funniest most awkward thing i had ever seen in my life to have a father have to answer to his son no i would not fuck you i would jerk off instead when they announced that it was comedic yeah i mean were they being funny no they were being serious i i very clearly remember Laura Flamboyle getting up there, and I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was there as well. And they got up and said, "We want you to know this is a comedy. It's meant to be." I, I went to see it because I liked, um, oh, what's his name, <laughs> the guy from Saturday Night Live that's in it, uh, John Lovitz. Mm. I loved John Lovitz, and I was like, "Oh, he's in a movie. Let's go see." He's only in it for one scene, but um, wow. but the rest of the movie was just like, "Wow, this is." Intense. Wow. I like this quote movie quotation. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Hey, I got some scoops. I'm going to say... Wait, did you do... Oh, you did your number yeah, one. Yeah, I did my number one. That was from Goodfellas. You ready? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah, go You're going to say the name. All right. Uh, do you like scary movies? Oh, what is that? It's uh. Do you like scary movies? Oh, yeah. it's from Scream. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, next one yeah. is... Um, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? That's a good one. Thank Back you. The future. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you'd like that yeah. one. Um, and then I have, um, oh, I like this one. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> so Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark? Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised neither of us had this one, Robert. But it's so, it's cliche. You talking to me? Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then my last one that was is. That the scoops. Yeah. Is. Is it safe? Oh, that's good too. Marathon Man. Yep, Marathon Man. Lawrence Olivier, Dustin Hoffman. Remember that story, Robert? That's yep. when uh, Dustin Hoffman said he didn't sleep for two days so he could do the scene. Lawrence Olivier said, "Oh my dear boy, why do you think they call it acting?" I love that. Okay, I got go a few for you. Ready? Yes, go. You want the truth? Oh, yeah, that's good. What's the name of that? You know, I never saw that film. Is you that hard to it? believe? That's a few good men. Yeah, yeah. Guess we're on a Tom Cruise. A spree here. How about this one? Hey, Johnny, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Huh. It didn't like have a Pee Wee Herman voice, kind of, but it I don't does, think you're. But that's not, it. but that's not Pee Wee. Hey, Marlon Brando, the wild one. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? No. Well, come on. You no. can figure that one out in a context. Well, uh, Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? So it's it's a movie about stormtroopers, and it's a war movie. No? Oh, I don't. No, I, I You're breaking my heart. Uh, is it a movie Star I've seen? Star Wars. Oh, that. <laughs> when they go rescue Princess movie. Leia. Yeah, and she yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Comic book. Comic book? Yeah. Okay, here's my last one. Okay, go. Ready? 
did Doogie Hauser just steal my car? Yeah, um, I know this. Uh, no, I don't. I want you to give me three titles right now, and I'll tell you which one it is. Give me three. Two false and one true. Go. No, I can't because it'll give it away. It will? Uh, okay, wait. Um, okay. <clears throat> okay. Dude, where's my car? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> but that line is so familiar to me. What is it? It's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And Neil Patrick Harris steals their car. Yeah, yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, I like Doogie Hauser. Dude, where's my car? Would be another one too. Oh, you're right. That's Dude, almost as, yeah. where's my car? That's almost as good as Torah, Torah, Torah. I can't wait to hear what people, uh, what questions people want. What ask. should they do if they have any? Well, they should reach out to us. How? Through our email. Oh, how is that? Where is that? What is it? <laughs> it's Robert at antiwaypodcast.com. Oh, and slash or. Ira? At antiwavepodcast.com? Or you can reach out to us to Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the puberty blockers being prescribed to kids, we are all over the place. That's That's That sounds like the theme music to um, <laughs> to the Tom Cruise movie. Uh. There's bogeys all over me. Uh, we're on Google Music Podcast. We're on Spotify. Go to our website. We're on iTunes. And write a review. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Ira. Yes. Next week. What are we doing? The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, I'm really ex- You know what? I've never seen that movie. Robert, I've never seen Did it. You? And I hear Gwyneth. I'm not a fan of Gwyneth, but I hear she's really good in this film. Samuel L. Jackson is great in what this a, movie. He's, what a cast. Who else is it? Jeff Sam- Bridges? Isn't Jeff Bridges? That? Jeff Bridges. What a cast. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kathy Bates is in this movie. Wow, everyone is. What a cast! Is in what a cast. I hear it's really a solid, well-made piece of cinema. I can't Cher wait. Cher has a little cameo. Is Cher in it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this a lot. Yeah, you're Good. gonna enjoy it. Good. Cool. So, what do you want to do now? Well, Come on, let's the night is young Joey and so are we. Let's oh, yeah. Her- yeah. Joey. Woo, 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 woo. I don't, you know what? I don't want to leave. You can't stay here. I'm going bowling. You're going bowling with with me? No. All right. Hope you get a gutter. (laughs) Wow. Why you gotta be so mean? Wait, that was hostile, wasn't it? (laughs) So until next week, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Come on, Nichols, you don't have to lick my ass, just fuck me. How about you take a sugar frosted fuck off the end of my dick?